Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Pioneer Podcasting presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak-Beerman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her here. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now here's your host, Kim Zolciak-Beerman. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode of House of Kim. Hello! Wow, we unapologetically share the ups and downs of our very unpredictable life. And just like you guys, we are always trying to find a way to inspire and increase positivity in our own daily lives. We've been tested with that one. But we keep pushing forward. Oh, we've been really tested. It's been rough we over sure here. Have. It's been rough. Thank you guys for understanding. Last week, no podcast. Appreciate you understanding as always. Uh, it's been rough. I don't know. This shit's like grief is something, yep. you know? Usually, you know, that old saying and that adage, when it rains, it pours. That's fucking so um, true. You guys would not even believe the shit that's been going on over here. Yeah. Uh, some things we're going to keep personal for the moment, but uh, other and things. And we're doing fucking great, especially yeah. at night. Corey and I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired <laughs> wearing me out. Oh yeah, oh yeah, really? I'm fucking right. I think it's the other way around, buddy. Um but yeah, you know, and I think the only thing that has kept us going forward each day is just finding something to be grateful for and I Kim was in the uh, bathroom last night and uh was talking and I just said or was it was it, it might have been the night before. And I don't I even said, know what you're talking about. I just mentioned I said, you know, we just find one thing right now to be grateful for to shift our mindset and stay you know you start to kind of like get get down get negative get i talked to angie my spiritual counselor she listened to me bitch for i don't know probably an hour and she's she's feisty as fuck and she was like um she didn't say get it together i don't know how she said it but i was just like she's like i understand i get it i understand but you you can't go down this like Rabbit not hole. dark hole per down, se. You can't like go down the rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Yeah, you just you can't, can't go down the rabbit hole. Like, like you know, from just other shit that's just going on. That's just a lot for me to deal with. Like, I fucking hate assholes. Like, I hate people that are assholes to other people. That bothers me greatly. And I can't understand people that treat people bad and do things to people that they shouldn't be doing. But I will tell you this: I know that karma finds you one way or another, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. So that number one, number two, though. Um, I think with Ethan's passing, it like has shook my entire household, all of his friends. I mean, it's, you know, his family and I don't give a flying shit how pissed off somebody has made me or how bad somebody has fucked me over at the end of the day. Like I'm here. I have my incredible husband, my children, like I have what matters most. I feel like the Beermans can fucking get through anything at the end of the day and Ethan's passing I I I think my stroke kind of taught me that you know tomorrow can change like and you could tomorrow you may not be here but Ethan like shook me to my core I feel like where it's like okay Kim what's 
fuck my phone. It's probably the asshole that I'm talking about. But um, I, I think you can lose sight of gratitude or feeling grateful or being grateful when things like your friend passes away, your daughter's in pain, somebody's an asshole, somebody's, you know, whatever. I mean, you could go down the list of many things. Right. Like, it's very easy to just get fucking irritated. And it's that famous saying of like when people, you know, you get up in the morning, you stub your toe, you kick the dog, you get in a fucking accident, you lose your credit card. It's just like everything. Once you start in that mindset or you're in that mindset, it just continues. And Angie didn't get me out of that fucking mindset. When I hung up the phone, I was still pissed (laughs) and still irritated. I think the most, the hardest thing for me definitely is to find gratitude when one thing happens on a Monday and another thing happens on a Tuesday and another thing on a Wednesday. It's like, hey, fuck you. Like I start getting pissed off. And, but then I have to like kind of wheel myself back in, yeah. reel myself yeah. back in. Your um, biggest tests offer your biggest rewards usually. Oh, fuck off. Uh, like whatever. No, seriously. You know, and, and, uh, the universe, You're right. God, uh, spirit, he's testing you to see if you can hold true to You're your You're taking principles. that from me. I said some of your biggest tests come I'm not your biggest reward. I'm educating our listeners. But that's what I said the other because day because I've we were both educated. pissed. Right. We were both pissed. Right. And I was just like, just irritated. Like, you just got to do right by people. That's it. I don't understand how people can go to sleep at night. Yeah. I think this is what church gave me. Okay. I grew up Catholic. This is totally off subject. I grew up Catholic. We're on subject. We're, it's our subject. Right. Well, I grew up Catholic, went to church every Sunday, CCD class, confirmation, I did the whole fucking nine yards, okay? Great. I loved it. You know know what church gave me? A conscience. That's what it gave me. Like, I know that if you're Catholic, you know you have to go in and like confess your sins. That little fucking window there. Well, I didn't like that very much. Actually, as I'm talking to you, I'm getting like the EBGBs. It's like really weird. I thought everybody did that, by the way. What? like sits there with the priest or your pastor or whatever, and you confess your sins. Oh no, yeah, confession's a, only Catholic between a fucking yeah. window. Yeah, so I I That's think funny. up north the majority of people are. I Catholic. thought everybody everybody uh, did what I did in my church. I thought That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, but I grew That's up with like you know. I, there was nobody that was really uh, anything uh, other it, yeah. than Catholic right. up north. I don't right. feel like you know yeah. like it was pretty standard. Um, but I think it gave me a conscience. Like think before you do something. Like I definitely learned from church or or have a conscience. Like. As much as I want to steal that bottle of hairspray when I was like 16 years old, like I'm just not going to do it, right? Like it's not good, you know, like I, I had- Morals a, and values. More, right. It's going to stem yeah. back all the way back to yeah. that. I think that's really in essence what church gave me and my brother, yeah. I think as a whole, whether you're Catholic, you're, you know, Christian, it doesn't matter. I think that there's, you know, there's you hold yourself, you know, accountable for your behavior. And I think that's what church did for me. But then the spiritual path didn't start for me until- I went through my divorce and that's kind of when I I met Angie and learned all about this ask, believe, receive, and it's a totally different world. And I appreciate both of them and respect both of them. I just don't practice um, as a Catholic anymore. But anyways. And when you cross paths with an individual, take time to think about uh, whatever that relationship is going to turn into, whether it's a contractual relationship, a friendship, a relationship, a, a romantic relationship. If you, and you know. When in doubt, leave it out. Yeah. You get that funny feeling. You got it for a reason, you know, and, and they are probably putting on a facade. They're preaching something that they're not, that they not actually are. They're, they're, they're probably if you saying, listen to I'm, people- I'm a family man. Um, I got great morals. I'm a hardworking blue collar kind of guy or gal. Are they really? Or are if they If you listen to that- people, I taught Croy this really for real. And, and we talk about this a lot. 
people, if you listen to them long enough, they tell on themselves. And if you really are those fucking things, you wouldn't have to tell people. I don't need to tell people that I'm an incredible mom. I don't need you guys to tell me I'm an incredible mom. I know that I can always improve, but I love my kids with my whole heart. So I feel like that's, I'm giving my best all the time to my children. I know that I'm a good mom. Can I work on it? Yes, but I don't need like confirmation from people. I don't need to share right. with you guys. If I'm going to go into business with you, I don't need to sell my fucking self, my name, my reputation, and it really matters. If I, honest to God, shake your hand, the deal's done. That's it. And I, I will honor my word no matter what. I can't understand a man, nonetheless, that's not a man of his word. I fucking cannot understand that. Right. And I've dealt with a few well, here lately. So he- here's the funny thing, too. A majority of people that you're going to encounter in this world are very uh, emotionally inintelligent. They, they, they don't have, they have the emotional intelligence of toddlers uh, when, it, when you're dealing with people. Where like do you get the emotional intelligence? Being, experience? Uh, being aware, yeah, experience, being aware of your emotions, learning how to handle, learning how to cope, learning how to communicate, learning how to uh, handle stress and, and happiness and, and all emotions. You need, you need to understand what you're feeling and have the intelligence. But a lot of people aren't emotionally intelligent. And what they're going to do is they're going to project to you their insecurities or what they're not because they feel like you're going to see through and find those. So they're going to try to build those up so that you don't see those. So when somebody says, I'm, I'm a, such a kind person, they may not be, they may lack some sort of kindness. If they have to tell you that, They're probably not. They're probably probably trying to convince you. Yes. If you're genuinely who you say you are, you won't have to sell yourself. I have an incredible business relationship um, with somebody who (laughs) they're amazing. They're fucking hilarious. I laugh all the time. But like when push comes to shove, like, you know, we communicate, we communicate effectively, we, it works. It just is great. I know that no matter what, like, like I'm all about, you know, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you say, for example, say we sold a hundred thousand dollars this month, then I believe you that I sold a hundred thousand dollars. I don't want, I don't need to see the report to believe. Like I trust you. The first, here's the pro here's, here's where I go with this. The first chance that you prove me wrong, I'm done with you. Like I can't trust you anymore. I can't give this business, whatever it may be, my all, my passion. I don't give a fuck. And I think that once you break the trust, I think it can happen in situations with people um, by mistake. But oftentimes when I feel like that trust is broken, that's it. And it's over. And that relationship, whether it's business, personal, whatever, it's over. Right. And And there's a big difference between deceit and mistake. Yeah, 100% right. right. That's what I was going to say. Error or mistake or intentional deceit, you know. I think the reason why the the um, people that I'm talking about that we have a great business relationship with and a very successful business, um, is because they also are like, I don't feel right about this, or this doesn't seem, this doesn't seem right to me either. And like, it's, it's very, it's not just numbers per se. It's like, okay, we're going off our gut or intuition. This doesn't feel right. Like money. We're not motivated by money, neither side us or our business partner. I think we look at what the right thing to do is. But my point with all of this is not everybody is like a good person. Not everybody is going to do the right thing. And I right. just don't know like how you go to sleep at night doing what you do to, to people. Like I've witnessed it not only here on my side with my own family, but with other people as well. Like, well, I guess you didn't go I, to I church. Just, at some point, the universe is going to always bring things to equal or to oh, level. Oh, I've watched it firsthand know? and you know that. And Craig. it's been 
proven time and time again. The ocean is level for a reason. The universe loves levity. It loves to bring wow. things to even. No ill will on anybody, but if you're doing things the wrong way, it's going to catch up to you. You you may have uh, you may have a few less nights in in your life. You may you may have, have a very painful death. I've watched that happen to somebody uh, um, that did a lot of people fucking wrong. So so it just. It's just the way the universe is. It just is. When and in so, doubt, Natalie Tomlinson, psychic Natalie Tomlinson said, when in doubt, leave it out. It's one of the greatest things that pop up into my head on the regular basis, if not every day. When in doubt, leave it out. And that's it. And so, unfortunately, I also think people take advantage when you're starting out in businesses. Like I, when I first started out on Housewives, I had no fucking idea how successful I was going to be or how big the show was going to be or whatever the case may sure. be, you know? Predators out yeah, there. Yeah, and, and you have people that just kind of take advantage. Um, and then as time goes on, you're like, damn, man, like they really took advantage. And then you have people that have been with me for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. And they're like a ride or die kind of person. So there, there are good people out there, but I have to say, I feel like when they start coming like out of the woodwork, they're everywhere. And that's kind of how I feel like we've been going through shit. Just the last, I mean, I guess I've, I think Ethan's passing definitely brought down our vibration our energy like we were definitely depleted we're very upset and um it's been very difficult so i think that and then when you're when your vibration is lowered and you're going and you have grief i think that almost opens a door for others to come in but guess what we will always always rise above period yeah that's it again we're firm believers in in aligning ourselves with people that are on our wavelength on our vibration on our same thought process, communicate the same way, uh, have the same morals and values, whether it's uh, in personal relationships or, or in business and, and uh, do it ethically. And so we don't when, just say when, this shit, though, like no, we, we when, live when, this. when we when we say our prayers and when, and when we focus and meditate and we say, look, we want people that are to our highest and best. And if they're not, remove them. And there's comes times where it's like a mass purge of people that are not to the highest and best and new people come in that will replace them that become uh, better and continue to help us elevate to where we want to go. And so you just have to trust the process. And the lesson here is when you're being tested, when it feels like, fuck, what else can go wrong? Just find something to be grateful about meditate in your gratitude. There's something no matter in, no matter what, anything can be something grateful. I, I'm grateful my AC works. I'm grateful I got oh, shoes to put on. Oh, let's talk Just about, anything. wait, let's interrupt the AC. Okay. So I was saging the house, which- Are we done with our lesson? Yeah, we're done with our okay. lesson. You guys, you know what? We, we dove Fuck right everyone. in. Fuck everyone. That's we the lesson. Right That's the lesson. <laughs> Fuck everyone. We dove right in. So. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you know what? Hang on to the real ones. Trust me. Yeah. So I was saging the house on Sunday, and I've been meaning to sage the house for the last couple of weeks. I just haven't had the energy or the time- and as I go to start to like light the sage, Kaya has the tuning forks that she's going to do in each corner. When she's, Kaya's amazing, you guys, like literally amazing. I'm sure you can tell from a lot of my posts. Hold on. Somebody's coming up the stairs. Oh, there's Kaya. Okay, Kaya. So I was just talking about as soon as you walked up here, how we were saging the house and you were using the tuning forks. And as we started to sage, what did you say about Ethan? That we could sage Ethan away. Yeah, she said, I don't know if I want to sage because we're going to sage Ethan away. And I said, no, we're not going to sage Ethan away, honey. So we're going to clean the energy. We're going to have new energy in the house. And so we saged the whole house, which takes us over an hour. And then we came up here to the salon. Kaya and I opened the door 
and it was hotter than you could. It was 115, <laughs> was it not, Kaya? Yes. 115 degrees in the salon, you guys. It was literally like being in a sauna. And I'm like, get your dad, get your dad. So she ran downstairs to get Croy. We have no idea how the salon got this hot. I do now, but. What? Well, so I went to go look at the thermostat and it was set to cool. And I only had two options, cool and off. So there I understand that something's wrong because I need cool heat and off. And it's it's a heat pump system, so it's a special system uh, because it's separate from our home. And so somehow the setting of it, of the thermostat being registered to a heat pump device had gotten switched. And so when I had the cool on, it actually had reversed and put the heat on. And so the heat just kept running and running and running. Because, How could it ever get to 115? Because it, it, because it thought it was trying to bring the temperature down to 67. So it was never going to reach 67 and it was blowing hot air and it just, it never stopped. So it just kept blowing hot, 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 hot air. That was just my angels having us come up here. It was literally, so we're up here now and it's 82 degrees. Our house, by the way, is like at 66, 65 and we're in 82 degrees right now. I'm doing okay though. Might take my clothes yeah. off here, but the but floors it's, it's, were creaking. I, I got it fixed. It's it's blowing cold air right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it right. Is. Well, thanks for coming up here, Kaya and Cash. This is adorable, Kaya. It's amazing. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. We'll see you in a little bit down in the uh, kitchen, okay? Okay, you guys. Burglars in the Burbs. Huge robbery in our gated community. It's not the first time. We're selling our elliptical, or basically, Croy gave it away, and I'm mad as fuck about it. <laughs> and now that I just read that on my notes, I'm getting pissed off inside. And we had so many responses from you guys, so we decided to focus on safe space in the main space this week. So listen to this, you guys. Somebody in our neighborhood got robbed. Thousands and thousands of dollars are gone. What the hell is going on in Atlanta? These people were on vacation. Their house was robbed of a bunch of stuff. If you watch ATL Scoop on Instagram, I mean, there's crime every second of every day, everywhere in Atlanta. Somebody last night was just driving around in circles at Lenox Mall, driving around in Alpharetta, uh, driving around in Brookhaven, just driving the same car in circles over and over and over in the middle of like four or six lanes, just driving around in a circle. Very weird. Um, Has this pandemic made shady thieves go crazier than usual? From busted windows to stealing tires, rims. There was a horse running down 400 last week. Like, what in the fuck? Yeah, I don't know about shady. I think it's hard out there. I mean, people have lost jobs. They've lost, Mm -hmm. things have shut down. It's, uh, people are trying to make a buck, but you can't do it by stealing because it, again, will catch up to you. It will catch up to you. What you give out, you get back double. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have any advice. I just stay stay home. <laughs> stay, Fucking stay, stay home. home. My girls are no longer allowed downtown after the situation with Ethan. Um, you know, my girls are done. I told you guys are just done. Actually, Brielle's out of town right now with a few of Ethan's friends, and I'm really glad because she's got a little bit of downtime, and it's far enough away where she feels a little bit disconnected and getting good sleep and just kind of kicking back. So, um, but after Ethan, we're just no longer interested in going downtown. Like. Yeah. There's no point in it. Uh, there's no reason for it. I just, why? I think the robbery was an inside job. Somebody it had, had to have, to have been known that, that they, they were out of town. Yeah, leaving 100% out of town, right. Like a, like a yep. pressure washer guy or, I don't know, somebody who did some work on the house. Yep, because they were able to them. get in our gate. We have security guards at our gate. Yeah, somebody overheard them that they were leaving town. or, But yeah, jewelry and oh, every, all yeah, kinds all of stuff. Oh, yeah, all sorts of shit. Terrible. Okay, you guys, so... 
we were selling our elliptical while basically giving it away and I'm mad as fuck. Croy, where was I? Because you called me and you're like, hey, somebody wants to buy the elliptical no. for 1500 bucks or whatever. So Kim, she gets a Peloton treadmill. We already have a treadmill. I love it. I've had it 15 years. It's a Landis or whatever the hell you say, and I love it. And it's great. And But she... But I want to act like I'm running on the beach. So we get a Peloton. Our gym is fairly decent size, but there's only so much room, and it's it's every little workout spot is taken. And so don't even try nobody, to blame this shit on me. Nobody uses the elliptical. Nobody's used the elliptical in quite some time, if ever. So I said, well, we'll just we'll move that out and I'm gonna put it on offer up. And so that's like a sell your stuff to people in your area kind of deal. Put it on offer up. And I asked him, I said, What is this thing worth? I don't know what it's worth. What should we sell it for? I was like, it's got to be like 15 something years old. And she obviously wasn't with intention. And she's like, yeah, or acknowledged it, but kind of didn't. And I said, as I'm, as I took the pictures and I'm posting the pictures and writing the description and setting the price, I put it up for 1500 bucks. And she's like, that's great. That's great. Like, just whatever. get rid of it. Yeah. yeah like whatever. whatever. Just get rid of it. And so I put it up. And it sat there for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Whatever. At least, Lies. At least, I would say 16 weeks it probably sat there, if not longer. And I've got a couple emails and like, hey, would you take this for it? Some guy wanted to offer me 100 bucks. He said, I'll give you 100 bucks for it. I said, absolutely not. You know, you get these crazy offers. Some guy wanted to exchange like a boat for it or something. He wanted to give me a boat. Funny stuff. But... Then out of the blue, randomly one day, I hadn't gotten a notification in weeks, probably three, four, five weeks, and I get this ding, and it says, hey, you know, I w- want to buy your elliptical. I want to see it, and if I see it, if it, if it works, I'm going to buy it. I said, great. You know, it's at storage right now. It's I, I can meet you there this day, this day. He says, great. We, we set a date. I tell Kim. I said, hey, somebody wants to buy the elliptical. Uh, we got to meet him uh, over here. It was a Saturday. We got to go meet him at the, at the storage this Saturday. You want to, you know, come along? She said, sure, yeah, whatever. Great. And so you we, sold it actually for twelve hundred. So it was listed for fifteen. The guy's negotiating, right? Well, you should, yeah, you at negotiate point, back. You don't just again, say fuck it. I, I at this point, you know, it's been sixteen weeks. This guy's offering oh my a, God. a legitimate offer. Whatever. I mean, like I said, I was getting somebody guy wanted to trade for a boat that probably had a hole in it. And another guy wanted to give me a hundred bucks for it. So this was promising. And Croy, we this, get there. This elliptical has only been used probably three times ever. It's brand new. Brand spanking new. Brand it new. Works, Guess how much they retail perfect. for you guys? $7,500 brand new. That's what they retail for. Yes. And so, so well, we the version that there. we, no, I'm sorry. The version that Croy gave away for $1,200 retails today for seventy four fifty. We'll get there. But so no, we're there. We pull up. That's all they care about is how much you nice family. They all hop out. Uh, I wanted to punch everybody. Uh, they hop out, and all of a sudden, like Kim has a switch, y'all. She she has a switch <laughs> somewhere deep inside no, her body that. that I I don't know where it's at. And that's with my I wish man, I my could, money or my kids. I wish I, I could it. control it. I wish I knew where it was at so I could flip it off before mm-hmm. it comes on. Mm-hmm. And but her switch goes on, and as but her switch went on after the 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 we met the family. The storage he acts like we met the family. Opened. All we did was open the storage the fucking storage doors. They doors said hi. Opened. They knew they were getting away with a fucking killer deal, so they were kissing Croy's ass, and he was just as nice back. And I'm like, fuck you through the window of the car. So, I never said a word right, to anybody. The storage doors up, and I'm wheeling the thing out to plug it in 
to to the car so that they can see that it actually works. And and I see I see Kim's switch has gone off by the look on her face, and she's mumbling under her breath. She's like, "What are you doing? Look at!" And she's like flashing her phone at me. All these you know six thousand dollars and what what are you what are you, what are you doing? And, and I'm like, at this point, I've already made the deal. Like I can't go back. I can't go back on the deal. That would that's not who I am. I'm a good I'm a good person. I mean, these people showed up. They Whatever, expected Craig. an elliptical for Whatever. this price. You gave it away. They fucking knew it. They probably just sold had, it for five grand. I, so I get in the car and a, a second switch has gone on. Mm-hmm. Look at the prices of these things. There's six. I said, I asked you what you wanted to get rid of it for. He asked me when I'm fucking busy and doing shit. Like, like, like you check and see what it retails for. Then you say, okay, it's been heavily used, not used at all. We could sell it for, you know, maybe three grand, half off, never been used, whatever. $1,200, you guys, please. Look, I I only, I I, I hear Kim's side. I totally, mm-hmm. you know, who, of course, if I could have got five grand for the machine, I'd love five grand for the machine. Like, of course, five grand money is money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Something is only worth as much as somebody's willing to pay for it. It had sat there for 16 weeks, but look, I'm not paying money to store it. It's out of my hair. It's, I hope they enjoy it. I hope they get great use out of it. It was, it was great. Whatever. We made somebody happy. I guess what you give out, you get back fucking double. I hope I get triple back, but whatever. I I, I don't know if I'll ever live this one down. I'm going to fucking start getting mad again. I'm going to start getting mad, y'all. Like you just give something away. That's what they're like. Hey, oh my God. Hi. So nice to meet you. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, of course it is. Cause they just resold the fucker the next day for at least double. Way to go, Croy. No, they, they're probably still holding on to it, paying storage fees because they don't have the space in their apartment. And Lies. it's a headache for them. Lies. Okay, you guys, <laughs> we have so many incredible emails and messages from you that we decided to take a little bit more time and add safe space to the main space this week. This is Safe Space with Kim and Croy, where we share letters from our listeners and try to bring our own positive advice to their lives. This is from Sarah. Hi, Kim and Corey. Your recent podcast dedicated to Ethan was a tearjerker. The most amazing thing happened the morning I listened to it. So I wanted to share my experience with you and let you know that Ethan has and is impacting more lives than you know. I'm sure I know this 100%. I know this. He's changing lives up there just as much as he did down here. Yep. I lost my father unexpectedly when I was 19. And when you lose someone so close to us and when we lose someone so close to us and so loved in our hearts, the grief never goes away. It just shifts and changes. It's been 13 years. As of now, I'm 32. I've learned so much about life and what's truly important. The night before the episode came out, I actually sent Briella DM on Instagram to share my prayers and words of encouragement. I hope she was able to read it. If not, I've included it at the bottom of this message, and I'd love if you could make sure she sees this. I woke up at 4.30 the next morning for work. I leave my house around 5, and I usually keep my car parked in the garage. As I was getting ready, I realized I'd left my car parked outside overnight, so I'd have to leave a few minutes early to scrape the frost off my windshield. I hadn't seen a shooting star in years. Leaving my house in the dark early that morning, I walked across the driveway to my car and saw the most magical shooting star blaze across the sky. I had your podcast episode up next to listen to on my 40-minute drive to work. I made a wish on that shooting star, of course, but it had me thinking of Ethan and my dad. We don't know how many guardian angels we have guardian angels that we have watching over us, but I can bet you that they are darn busy up there taking care of all the people that, that they loved in this world. Just know that Ethan is reaching people with his love and care all the way out here in Montana, too. Really, really appreciate that. That's so um, cool. I do feel like the last you know few weeks, I'm like Ethan. Ethan, help me. Ethan, fix this. Ethan, Ethan, I'm very irritated. Ethan, I'm calling on Ethan a whole hell of a lot. On top of I'm sure everybody else down here right now, um, and he's been really, really amazing. I could share a hundred different stories with you of where I feel like there was a divine intervention from Ethan. 
I mean, I don't. I mean, I think it's been years since I've seen a shooting star. I, I can't think of the last time I saw one. And I blame it on like the light pollution. I feel like in in the big cities that we we live in. That you, I mean, you just. I definitely don't see as many stars as I used to in Montana. I think up. we saw one on our run like last year, but yeah, you don't really see them. I'm not really looking up. I'm usually right. trying to just look down and keep my feet on the ground. But <laughs> um, she added this at the bottom, and I think this is interesting um, for anybody that's kind of gone or is grieving for any reason whatsoever. But if you're comfortable, it says share your daily ups and downs. This is Sarah and what she wrote, I guess to Brielle, I'm assuming in the grieving process as the days go by, what is it like? Are some days easier? Do you get hit with waves on other days that are just really hard? Maybe share some of the signs you're still receiving as a sweet reminder that he's still watching over the family and Brielle. How has the little signs impacted your grieving process? Does it make it easier or harder? Like missing him more or do they bring you comfort? How is it even remotely possible to stay positive when dealing with something so very difficult? Do you give yourself moments to grieve? How are you getting back to some version of normal life without him in it? Um, I really can't believe I just read that and got through the whole thing without um, crying. I think, what was it, Sunday? Um, we took the kids to like the back of the neighborhood and they were playing football with Croy and I took Sin for a run and Vale and the dogs or whatever and Who You'd Be Today by Kenny Chesney I was playing and I kind of just like panned up to the sky and there was like a big orb in my whole story. So that was pretty cool. Um, I definitely feel him around for sure. Uh yeah, I mean, I mean gr- it grieving, just sucks. Grieving's a process. You know, we, we've had Therese on here in, in prior episodes, and she talks about the process of grieving. And, and in its she simplest has form, a couple of books too that I love. Right, right. In, in its simplest form, the best way to handle it is to embrace it, you know, and, and don't bury the feelings that you're feeling. It's, it's okay to uh, process it how you do from I still anger to frustration it. to sadness to blue days to uh happiness i mean there 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 can be happiness from remembering the, the good times that you had and but if you don't feel those feelings and move past them and get to a place of comfort in knowing that he's watching over us and he's he's sending signs and and some little thing from seeing a a 1942 on a license plate you know that's that's just a simple little nudge from Ethan that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here with you. I got my arm around you and cause they love to drink 1942 or, you know, it maybe, still sucks. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you like we, you know, I'm going to say, I still can't believe he's gone. Like I, I must say it some, I probably say it at least once a day to Croy where I'm just like, Croy, I can't believe he's gone. Croy's like, I know I can't believe he's gone. Like, I just, I don't know like if that'll ever sink into my mind, but that's just crazy to me. It's just, it's just fucking crazy to me. Um, that song by Kenny Chesney, Who You Be Today, I think is a really awesome song. Um, I do believe that Give Heaven Some Hell was written exactly for Ethan. Um, that's exactly who he is. When I think of Ethan, I think of like his big, beautiful smile. I know his family's, you know, I mean, it's tough. It's tough on everybody. Um, so just keep sending his family, mom, dad, sister, you know, lots and lots of prayers. Um, we'll all get through it together, you know? Yeah as good as we can i think brielle when she comes back you know she uh she'll be back at the end of the week here and then um she's got some serious work she's going to be doing working on herself and kind of just you know yeah his mom had said that she looks forward to seeing the lesson that everybody kind of has learned from this and and how they 
better themselves or how they, you know, what kind of what direction they go. And I just thought that was like so selfless to say, like we're, it yeah. was pretty, it was pretty yeah. amazing. And, and I think she's, she's trying her best to stay in a place of gratitude. She's, she was grateful for, for the time that she got with him. Uh, she's grateful that he made all these awesome connections, that he was such a great person, that he in, impacted all these people's lives mm-hmm. uh, and, and was doing the work that, that she um, had raised him or, or brought him up to, to kind of do. And that was impact people's lives. And so when you're dealing with grief and, and you're dealing with things that really kind of put you into a sad or dark place, again, you know, your foundation is, is gratitude, grateful for the time you spent with somebody, grateful for the memories that they provided with you, grateful for the lessons you know they what? taught you. I think this is like, uh, this grateful is, for, this for is what Corey says to like, you know, me too and, and Brielle and stuff like just be grateful for that time or try to, he tries to shift our it, it's going to help you not go down that rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, right? I was just going to say that. Yeah, it's it's very, it's actually irritating. Um, sometimes I'm like, you know what, dude, great. I just want to like be sad that he's actually not sitting here doing the podcast, being fucking hilarious and, you know, whatever. He was just funny. Um, his mom just told me this past weekend that Ethan told her, mom, she's just as crazy at, at games as you are. She just yells as just as loud as you do. <laughs> And I said, oh, that's me, definitely, um, which is kind of funny. Sporting event. Games. Yeah, yeah. The, the boys' basketball game. He, Ethan had come to one of the kids' games and stuff. So um, I think the next one we're going to read, um, I think this is something that many people have been struggling with over the past year, although individual circumstances may be different. But with the pandemic and just life in general, I think many of us have felt like Jessica from Quebec at some point. Here she goes. Hi, Kim and Corey. I look forward to your podcast every week and I've used a lot of the advice and recommendations on how to be positive and manifest. I'm facing a lot of uncertainty in my life right now and just wondered if you had any advice on how to stay positive when things are uncertain or just don't seem to be going my way. I really try hard to stay positive and look for the lessons and things. However, I find lately I'm struggling. Jessica. I'm right there with you. The lease is up on where I'm living and I tried to look into buying a house. However, with the current housing market, it's difficult to find one that is in my price range. I'm okay with living in an apartment for another year as if it gives me a chance to save up and focus on completing my master's degree while teaching full time. It's a great answer right there. I'm also struggling as I've been single for over two years and I feel like I'm finally ready to be open for a relationship with COVID restrictions. It doesn't seem like that's happening. I can't even have fun being single since COVID restrictions are so severe here and everything is closed in Quebec. I feel like I've made the best of all the curveballs that have been thrown at me over the last few years, but I'm really tired now. I don't know how to stay positive when it feels like there's no hope on the horizon. I feel like this is just a lack of positivity is further blocking my blessings. Help. I feel like this lack of positivity is further blocking my blessings. So, you know what, Jessica? Well, you're accurate in saying that. So I'm glad that you Ditto, recognize. baby. <laughs> I'm glad that I you think recognize you, I, I the think... lack of positivity will block blessings. So when you when you get to a bad place... And Jessica, before Corey even goes any further, because I almost want to choke him across the table, but he's right in what he's saying, and just listen loud and clear and just hear it in your brain. This has been a hard year for everybody in general, right? I feel like this whole year, married, not married, you know, jobs, no job, whatever. I feel like this has been such a massive year of change for so many people and outside of the norm, which... I'm a Taurus. I like the same shit every day, all day. But I, and I think Jessica, what we talked about in the beginning of this podcast about, you know, going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. It's so easy to do. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're very in tune with your emotions and you have, have a, have a very good level of, a, of emotional intelligence. And so you can, again, recognize that when you're not positive, you do block um, positive things from coming because like attracts alike. So when you're negative, uh, you're going to attract negative things and not those positive outcomes. And so you, again, trust in the process, foundation of gratitude, trust in the process. 
and really hone in on things that you can control. So when we when we when we focus our attention on things that we don't have control over like covid, lockdowns, restrictions, the ability to kind of be single, be free, we waste a ton of energy and we put ourselves right. into a place of worry and of fear and of concern because there's nothing you can do. You can't change not being able to control that. So where you need to shift your focus is to on things that you can control. So continue to improve uh, the hobby that you're working on or continue to, uh, like you said, improve your living situation, switch the apartment, continue to save, set your goals, maybe do something different that you can find the right perfect house and the, and the perfect home and trust that that things will always happen the way they're supposed to happen. So you're not supposed to have a house right now. Right. You may have bought the wrong one. It may have, if if you were, if you force that issue and you, and you're like, and you just go against the grain and it's not supposed to be what it's supposed to be, you could run into to headaches and problems and, and bumps in the road that you wouldn't have had to deal with if you just would have let the process play out. And so at the moment, you're seeing the warning signs, listen to them and follow them and let your life kind of flow in the direction of what feels right. And don't focus on the things that you can't control. Really focus and hone in on what you can and life will happen. You may bump into the guy at the grocery store. You don't need to go to a bar to find the guy. You don't need to go uh, to, mm-hmm. to out with your girlfriends or or. He he will just Try fall those, into your lap. I mean, dating apps too, and just like talking to people in general, not necessarily having to be physical with somebody, but like talking to somebody, and getting to know somebody. I know some of these apps are like super shady, um, but yeah, you don't have to. You can meet him at the grocery store. You can meet him at a stoplight. You just never ever know. Just be always open to the signs. And you know what's really funny is you know Alexa. Everybody knows Alexa, right? So at Chloe Kardashian's baby shower, um, one of the gifts, like the goodie bag that we left with, was Alexa, and so she's here in the salon. And she's lighting up right now, of course. Finally, she decides to listen, the bitch. But anyway, um, so we I bought a couple for the kids for Christmas. And they've just been sitting kind of in this back room area. And I was like, oh, we should hook them up. So we put one in the kitchen for Bloom, which she was listening to like Def Leppard yesterday, <laughs> cooking and poison. <laughs> and then we put one in our room. And the twins last night, I was running around and they're like, mom, can you read us? A book, please. Or can we listen to The Game of Life and How to Play It? And I was like, Alexa, The Game of Life and How to Play It. And she was reading to them. Yeah. And it was so cute and so funny. But it talked about when people basically fuck you over or do things to you that are very hurtful. Don't really wish like ill will, basically. But um, continue to almost send love their way and release your anger and frustration with things. So my recommendation for you, too, is like, getting an Alexa and laying in the bed and listening to the game of life and how to play it or listening to it. I love audible. You guys know I love that app, but um, listening to the secret or something to kind of get your head in a better space. It's really awesome to go to sleep with these words kind of embedded in your brain. You wake up feeling more positive. I mean, I definitely feel like a year ago I was more positive than I am today. There's no question. I feel like this has been super trying. Thank God, not necessarily on my marriage or with my children. Thank God. I just think in general, in life in general, and directions and change and uncertainty. I think the house situation, we rented a house in Roswell, Georgia, because Croy wasn't sure he was going to sign with the Falcons again. The NFL was very, you know, who knows? And so we rented this house and we spent 
tons and tons of money on this house, decorating it, getting KJ's nursery ready, doing all these things. And it was like a lease purchase so that if Croy signed with the Falcons again, then we would buy the house. And so Croy signed with the Falcons again. And so we were like, hey, okay, we're staying here. We want to buy the house. And they were like, nope, not going to do it. I offered them like $400,000 over. I just didn't want to move. I was pregnant with cash. I loved the house. I didn't want to move. And they're like, nope, not going to take it. Long story short, Brielle's friend ends up buying it with his family a couple years, a year and a half later. They couldn't sell it, but they ended up selling it to them and they sold it for 400 grand, 2.1 or something like that million. And they lived in the house. And you know what? We had to move back to my townhouse, get a storage unit for 12,000 square feet of furniture. And we couldn't find a house. And then Brielle found this house and it was like, there was no walls, no flooring, no toilets, no grass no nothing it was like somewhat of a structure that had to be torn out the pool yeah the shell the shell had to be torn down it was a mess anyways this is my like dream home i love my house i can't imagine living anywhere else it's exactly what i wanted so as far as the house is concerned i would let go and let god i feel like that's super easy to hear my side of the story and understand that like i would cry to croy like i just i'm pregnant i moved in this house actually we found out the day we went into labor we were in a bidding war for this house. And the day that I went into labor with cash that morning, as we were like getting the bags out of the car and stuff, we got the call from a real estate agent that we had outbid everyone. Mm-hmm. And so that was really, really exciting and cool. And we built this whole house. And by the time we moved in, I was six months pregnant with twins. Mm-hmm. Girl, you're busy, man. <laughs> um, so anyways, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. So I can tell you firsthand from experience that everything that has ever happened in my life, good or bad, has brought me to where I am today period. And if this didn't happen, if A didn't happen, B wouldn't happen. If B didn't happen, C wouldn't happen. And and you're going to look back in a couple years, I promise you. And you're going to be like, you know what? I'm so glad I stayed in this apartment. I'm so glad I saved money X, Y, and Z. It's all going to make sense. It may make sense to you in three months. Just because it doesn't make sense to you today doesn't mean they're behind the scenes making it all happen for you. So don't get too stressed. And that's it for this week, babe. I'm going to go listen to something positive, okay? Okay. I'm going to go listen to something positive. I think you all should go listen to something positive. The Audible app is really great. The Secret is amazing. The Game of Life and How to Play It is even better. Um, There's a lot of positive books out there. I think affirmations work really, really well. And I think that Alexa is amazing to have next to your bed to read you a book at night. I think it's great. And I think, Corey, we should get into the habit of doing that as well. Makes life easy. And you guys, I have some really exciting news. And efficient. More efficient. Guess where Cab is, you guys. Guess where Cab is. It's in fucking Walmart. Woo-hoo! It is in Walmart, you guys. I confetti popping. I cannot believe that a cosmetic line that I started with my girls is actually in Walmart. You see our big picture at the end cap. Our products are there. This is like amazing to me. I love that you guys can go and like try our products and touch our products and feel our products. And it's in a huge chain. Walmart's like tough to get into you guys. I'm just saying. It is. It's like super hard. Um, and so we are super, super thankful and blessed. We've only been in Walmart like a day and a half and we're almost sold out. I think there's like my assistant who's so cute. Nikki went to Walmart today, took a video for me and, um, was showing me like, you know, how, where everything was and what it looked like and stuff. And she bought one of everything. She's like, I have to support. I'm like, 
you can get it for free. But how cute is that? I thought that was very thoughtful. So yeah. we are in Walmart, you guys. Very, very exciting. Thank you for all your support. This is like a huge moment for us, um, especially something like to do with my daughters. Yeah, very, 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 very excited. And we'll have many, many more products to come. Um, so you'll see us on the end cap at a Walmart near you. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to the House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Catch new episodes weekly at pioneerpodcasting.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Love the show? Don't forget to leave a rating and review. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.